This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. FOMO. 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 My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO Sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. All right, everybody, this is Faux Monday, the snackable companion of FOMO Sapiens. We will be back on Thursday, of course, with another episode. But until then, happy Faux Monday, best day of the week. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day author and podcaster by night, and of course, FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now, coming up Thursday, we have Francis Pedraza, the CEO of Invisible, which is a business in which you can basically outsource anything. And he's been building this thing and scaling it up. And you know what? One of the things that's really hard when you're building a business is getting the people stuff right. And ironically, it just happens to be that I have somebody here today who's not just an expert in getting the people things right, also an expert in how to outsource this. So we're bringing it all together. It's called, I call synchronicity. My guest today is Alan Jones, who is the CEO and founder of Bambi, a business built on the premise that every small business should have a dedicated HR manager. And that's a concept he derived from his previous professional life experiences. Now, he's a two-time founder, and Alan is focused on building another HR powerhouse at Bambi with past successes, growing multiple successful teams in the C-suite at ZipRecruiter and running product at DocStock, which of course was inquired by Intuit. Alan Jones, welcome to Faux Mondays. Patrick, what's up, man? Thank you for having me today. It's, it's good to talk to you. So one of the things I like to always talk about on this show is like we connect the founder with the company. That founder business fit is so important. So you've been at this for six years. And as we know, like when you start a business, it's not like you just solve the problem in one year. You have to go on and on and on. So you really dug into this thing. Why was this the problem you wanted to solve? You know, it's it's funny. Um, it, it's funny you, you say like when you first start the company, you think that you're like, oh yeah, you know, I'll build this place for about two to three years, and um, and you know, and then and then we'll be a success. Um, and then two or three years in, you look back and you're like, wow, we've done not nearly enough, haven't gone haven't gone nearly far enough, and are nowhere near at the end of the journey. I think that's the right feeling by the way, because it means that the vision and the, the mission of the business is big enough that you can only chew it off in bite-sized chunks. And so I think there's a, just to quickly, just on, on that, like just when you first start, you think it's fast, but if your mission is big, you're never done. Um, and I think that's an important learning for us. Why this company? So everyone always asks me, you know, they say like, oh, Alan, what was the catalyst moment um, to start Bambi? I don't know that there are true catalyst moments in um, for things like this. I think there is a series of catalyst events um, and they can go back as far as you're willing to be honest. I think the first memory I have is, you know, my dad and my mom were small business owners. They ran 
um, a small mini market. They ran a window tinting business. They ran a pager shop on Atlantic Boulevard in Long Beach, California. Um, not at the same time. You know, this is serial, serial brick and mortar entrepreneurs, right? Did one, didn't go as well as they wanted it to, did the other. Um, and my dad had a lawsuit filed against him. And um, it was for wrongful termination. I was probably 12 years old at the time. And I remember the feeling in the house, right? My parents were really nervous, really afraid. My uncle was there. They were talking about attorneys. They pulled money out of my college fund, which I didn't use anyways, because I didn't go to college. Um, pulled money out of my college fund. And so I think like, if I think about the first honest moment where I realized that, that business owners needed support in this category, I was probably 12. Now, I didn't have words for it, right? Um, but I, but I knew it intrinsically. I know that customer. I know our customer. They are my parents. Um, I then went on to be the head of products at DocStock, which was an HR tech, SMB focused content website. And then the chief marketing officer at ZipRecruiter, which was a, which still is a small business job board. And so I got to learn that customer at scale. What's interesting is like the little anecdote I gave you about my family life happens at scale. And I got to learn that firsthand by solving these kind of ancillary problems that these business owners were dealing with. You know, one of the number one questions my call center got when I was a dip recruiter was, hey, um, if we hire someone on the platform and we don't like them, can you help me part ways with them? <laughs> and we're like, well, no, 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 we're a job board. Yeah, that's not what we do. But I realized, A, the problem I had experienced in my living room at 12 years old, and then the problems I was seeing as an executive running one of the largest job boards in the country, still persisted at scale. Um, and so because I knew that, you know, I, you know, I, I had no choice. I felt like this was an, an opportunity that was too good to pass up, um, not particularly to, to make a bunch of money, which is going to be nice, I hope, but, but to, to create a bunch of good. One more anecdote. That, and then here was how I knew. Um, I left ZipRecruiter. I was traveling uh, the country. I'm sorry, I was traveling the world. I was in England and then Asia, and I didn't know what I, I had a backpack on, bought a one-way ticket. I was like on sabbatical. And I started doing some Google searches, and I found out a couple of really interesting things. Some I already knew, but in combination, they really hit. There are 5.6 million business owners in the U.S. Um, that have employees. 96% of them do not have an HR manager. Right. So you're talking the you're talking 50 to 65 million employees that don't have an objective person to talk to um, every day when they go to work. And then there were consequences, hundreds of thousands of claims to the Department of Labor for mistakes. Um, those claims made against business owner relative to their Fortune 500 counterparts at a rate of three to one. Right. So way more likely to file a claim against a small business owner. And they were underinsured. So not only did they have the infrastructure to streamline their employment operations, they didn't have the insurance to, to make sure they were safe when they made mistakes. I mean, I don't know how you could see something with that much clarity and not want to start a company around it. FOMO. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Your business gets to a certain size and the cracks start to emerge. Things you used to do in a day are taking a week. You don't have one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 27,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. Happy birthday. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close the books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs. Those are key performance indicators in one efficient system. 
Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know the show is all about making better decisions. And with this product, you can make better decisions because you have all the information you need right in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com FOMO. That's netsuite.com FOMO to get your own KPI checklist because you know what? KPIs are better than ice cream. netsuite.com FOMO. FOMO. Yeah, it's one of these things where the pain point People don't think about it because, you know, entrepreneurs, sometimes you're focusing on the building and we're going to get sales and let's figure out the product and all that sort of stuff. But like if you don't have the infrastructure, if you don't have the scaffolding and then these problems arise, number one, it's distracting, right? You're spending your time yeah. on these headaches. Number two, it can cost you real money. And number three, it's just you, you, these things spread because all of a sudden you realize like we, you know, I think about the kinds of things that have happened in businesses that I'm an investor or a board member in where you have a claim of harassment or you have a claim of somebody being injured on the job. And if you haven't thought about that, oof, it's going to get ugly. And nobody wants to invest in a company where you have a bunch of claims against you. So it all makes sense to me. So you, you realize this and I love that, you, you know, what's great at FOMO Sapiens for your listening is like, see the facts and figures, right? Like, like Alan has has got the numbers right in the palm of his hand. Like, what did you design? Like, what does Bambi do? How do you how do you solve this problem? Oh, let's get into the let's get into the, the sausage up and all the sausage is made. So, first of all, like we knew that that there were all these companies that didn't have HR, and so we went out and we raised a seed round about six years ago. So to date, the company has raised close to seventy million dollars. We're kind of later stage. Um, Series C business with about 200 employees. Um, but early on, you know, we knew that we had a space and a void and a set of problems to solve, but we weren't sure how yet, right? We had some ideas. We had, there, were, there were some kind of hypotheses about the best way to solve this, but we went and said, look, all right, well, <laughs> if there are all these companies without HR, what are some of the consequences of that? And so we went and found the most pressing consequences. And we found terminations to be one of the most difficult things that you have to do without HR. And so the first thing we did is we built this really awesome kind of, we called it TurboTax for terminations. Um, you know, I, no, I'm not getting any money from TurboTax. So I'm not allowed to use their name, but that's okay. We called it TurboTax for terminations, where you would answer all these questions and Bambi's technology would help tell you the exact next steps you should take to either coach someone up or coach someone out. Um, it took us three months to build. It was gorgeous. We launched it and nobody used it. <laughs> nobody cared. <laughs> um, and at the bottom of the home of, of one of the pages, after you got the recommendation, you had the option of talking to an HR advisor just in case you want a little bit more coaching and the technology wasn't doing its job. Everyone rushed through the funnel, did not want any of the outcomes of the funnel, and clicked on that button. All they wanted to do was talk to a human. And so the earliest signal of what we should build to solve the problem we were marching towards was actually hidden inside of our first iteration of the build that was incorrect to solving the problem at scale. Um, and so that's really how we knew. Now, I'm curious because we're in a world where like people don't want to talk to anybody. So like making a restaurant reservation, like I don't even know the last time I called a restaurant, right? We do all these things now remotely. Why do you think that this 
is a place where people actually want to talk to a human being. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we don't want to talk to anyone until we do. Right. Right. And then, and then when we do, how annoying is it when you can't, right? So I'll, I'll take a, um, <laughs> you know, you call the bank and you've got, um, you've got $500 missing from your account. Um, and uh, you want to talk to someone and it's like, press one for robots. Press two for more robots. Press three for a different robot. You're like, yeah, I don't want to speak to a robot. I want to talk to someone and ask them where my $500 is. Um, a different example, um, you, uh, you don't feel good and you're kind of nervous about your symptoms. And you go to your doctor's website or platform and your doctor wants to have his co- the, the correspondence with you on the internet. You're like, no, no, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about what I'm feeling in my throat. I don't want to. And so there's an analogy I'm drawing here or a framework, which is things that are administrative and, um, and more of a nuisance and a task. Folks just want to be able to do those things on their own. But things that are emotional and they trigger a variety of emotions, anxiety, fear, um, and sometimes even excitement, um, emotions that are kind of out of the box for humans, we still want to deal and trade against those emotions in human language. Um, and so Bambi fits squarely in that kind of space, right? You want to talk about the things you care about in your company, which sometimes are scary and nerve wracking um, and sometimes exciting. You want to talk to a human. Um, and so we fit right in that kind of profile or framework. Yeah, it's about reassurance, right? I, I, I can totally get that. The, uh, so let's, let's get into it. I mean, I'm going to give you an opportunity here because, you know, I like you to, to, to tell all of the wonderful entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs who are building businesses and say, listen, it sounds really nice, but you know what? Like money, money is scarce. And by the way, the economy is scary. Like why should they work? with you? Like, what can you provide them at what price point? What's the solution so that we can get these people, you know, address all this anxiety and actually help them to build their businesses without the pain of not having your HR kind of buttoned up? Yeah, it's a great question. So I think, um, first of all, uh, I know this customer and I told you my, my parents were this customer. Um, I am my customer. I'm a small business owner, right? And uh, we knew that the only way to solve this problem was to make the cost economics make sense relative to the risk and the rewards for, for the business owner and the entrepreneurs. And so out of the gate, you know, there were all these consulting services that existed, right? You can pay someone $2,000 to be a part-time HR consultant, but you only got them five hours a month. And, and so we knew that model didn't work. And so we had to use kind of technology and economies of scale to our advantage around our price point. And so Bambi, you get a couple different things and I'll end with the price because one of the things we're the most proud of. Not only do you get a dedicated HR manager who you was there for guidance and she or he talks to you on the phone, email, in the application for certain customer types. There are Zoom calls where you can actually interface with this person. They do manager training. Um, they also do all the administrative stuff. So policies, sexual harassment training, that you set up in our performance management software so you can streamline how your culture works and operates together. And then the hard stuff that some people don't want to talk about, like terminations and difficult coaching conversations um, or navigating how to deal with the Department of Labor claim. I mean, all the stuff you really get with a full-time HR manager, Bambi offers you in our technology for, wait for it, $99 a month. Boom. 
boom. boom. And this is and these people are in the U.S., right? This it's not that you. I mean, a lot of times we deal with people all over the world, and that's great because there's smart people everywhere. But for this kind of stuff, it's you need to have knowledge of local law. So it's all on shore. Is that correct? It's such a good question. So not not only is it on shore, they are full time employees of Bambi, right? Mm. Um, they are they are they are trained and developed and certified. They come in with HR experience, and then we recertify them so that they have kind of Bambi stamp of approval of how to deliver best practice HR to America's small companies and and to entrepreneurs in the country. So we we hold that. And by the way, it's super important to us. Like we did not want to be no offense to Uber, the Uber of HR, right? We we really wanted our customers. Um, I'm sorry, our HR managers. To, to have training from us. And those businesses are different, right? There are certain models that work really well with kind of contractor model. Our model, we thought the training and the certification process was super important to make sure the deployment of the HR guidance was to our standards. So yeah, they're full-time employees at Bambi. All right, so if you wanna, I mean, there's interesting because for those who are listening, number one, if you're a, a small business, you know, Bambi could be your solution for HR. If you are an HR manager and you're looking for an exciting opportunity and the beauty of working from home with clients all over the country could be the right thing for you too. FOMO. FOMO. Alan, so, you know, you built this business, you raised, you know, 70-ish million dollars. And right now things are ugly. The market is crazy, complicated. People aren't investing right now. We're going to see some pain in VC. So like, how do you think about this as a founder who's building a business? Like, does it make you want to slow down? Does it, you know, how do you, how do you kind of just like, how do you plan for the future and analyze the moment? Yeah, I mean, I think this is the question of the moment, right? This is what every entrepreneur is talking to their friends about. This is what every venture capitalist is talking to their their portfolio companies about. I, I kind of think about this in a few different parts. Kind of part one is how do the macroeconomic factors impact how we think about the day-to-day operating of our business? Um, and the truth is, it doesn't change much for us, right? And why is that? Well, because Bambi is a company that has always thought fundamentals first, right? How much marketing are we, money are we spending on marketing? What's the time to pay back on that marketing? Uh, you know, crazy concepts like margin. And, you know, I think like those fundamentals have always been true to how we operate and have always been true, period. But we were riding in this weird time where somehow they had become not that important, but they were always important regardless of what everyone was saying. And so I think for founders who have kind of fundamentally operated that way, there's a small iteration on how we think about things, but it's well in the pocket of how we have always thought about operating our companies. So that's A. B, I think there is a, you know, the next question is, okay, well, look, we still want to raise money. We still want to grow big businesses. We still want to take big bets. When are we going to be able to go out and raise money again? When are investors going to be opening up their checkbooks again? And I think there are three factors that will play a role in that. A, when interest rates come down, which I think will happen around December of this year. Um, B, when investors who are sitting on billions of dollars of cash have no choice but to start going out and pricing rounds again because their LPs, their bosses are saying, listen, we gave you this money so you can go turn it into something. You can't just sit around and wait forever. Or C, when founders really start running out of money who have healthy companies, when, when companies that have you know, healthy businesses start running out of money, they will have no choice but to go raise money and it will force the market to come to some agreement on multiples once again. 
Um, and I think, you know, and, and I think the third or C, the last element here is this is good for a lot of us. You know, it ain't good for a bunch of folks. You know, like, look, a lot of people lost a lot of money. So those folks aside, founders who have been rigorous and who have been building companies with good fundamentals, like, and really caring about their value proposition and the value they're adding to the market. For us, this is, this is a, a clearing of the decks moment. There will be, we will no longer have to be competing with businesses with insanely, can I curse on the podcast? No, no with, swearing. Just use a, use a, another word. Okay. Bull S-H-I-T business models. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> I will never be and so for i think you know in march of next year i think a lot of companies come out of this stronger and competing against real businesses not features that should have never been businesses to begin with those are my thoughts you asked me one question i gave you no one. i totally agree i mean i i gotta tell you i you're you're preaching to the choir here and for all of you guys who are freaking out or nervous it's like this is the chance to either consolidate the week to get the great investors to come on board because you got a real company there or to say, whoops, I messed up <laughs> time to find the next thing to do because we built a business that doesn't actually have any value. And so it is time to take our lumps and move on. All right, everybody, that is Alan Jones. He's the CEO of Bambi.com. If you want to find out more about Bambi, just go to B-A-M-B-E-E.com. You can find Alan on LinkedIn at Alan Jones. Alan, founder and CEO of Bambi, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. <laughs>